Yaakov first helped his family across the river, and then he got his possessions and carried those over the Yabok River, and then he went back by himself. And when Yaakov was alone, when he was Levado, this man who we are told in Rashi is really the Saroy Shel Esav. Esav's guardian angel comes and wrestles with him through the night until daybreak. And Rashi picks up on why he was alone. Says Rashi, he went back to get some small vessels he had forgotten on the other side of the river. Shochach pachim ketanim v'chazar aleihem. Concludes Rashi, shetzadikim chosim al mamonim. Righteous people have compassion. They have a certain sensitivity about their money. And the Gemara Chulin that Rashi is citing actually brings this quote from Chazal a little bit different. It says something even a little bit more puzzling. That righteous people cherish, they have a fondness more towards their money than their own human body. And we're left with two strong questions. Number one, Yaakov should have never been alone here. What was he returning to do? He was going back to get these small earthenware, small pots, small pans. It would be like in modern times if a family was to travel to a Pesach program in a faraway hotel. And now on the way home from the hotel, the whole family's back at the airport ready to board the flight. When the father says, oh, I forgot my favorite coffee mug back at the hotel. You should go right now. Keep everyone waiting at the airport to go retrieve your favorite coffee mug. And he was going back for them? How can we make sense of that? And I think even stronger, this Maimer Chazal, that righteous people love their money more than their bodies, how can we accept such a teaching? If it wasn't the Gemara that said this, well then we would delete the Sefer. But now that the Gemara tells us this, this is obviously an important psychology that the righteous have that we need to mimic. So what's the pshat? So it is here that Rav Yeruchim Levovitz, the great spiritual dean in Yeshiva Asmir during the Roaring Twenties, describes to us how the Torah views money and how we should too. Judaism views money very different than other religions. In many religions, the philosophy of money is such that it's evil, it's awry, money can corrupt. But we don't find that here. We find the opposite, that Yaakov actually went back for even the smallest amount of money. And furthermore, there's a Gemara that tells us that a dayon, a judge, needs to rule a court case that is about one penny the same way that he rules a court case about a misunderstanding of who is the rightful ownership of a million dollars. Because even the smallest amount of money is chashuv. And continues Rav Yeruchim that it's not just about baltashchis, about not throwing away the things that God has given us, but actually money is a valuable commodity. Clearly stated, Yaakov Avinu had the approach that if God gave it to me, that I must protect it. It is there for a reason, and it is something important. And digging into the topic a little bit more, it's become clear that money is very important for what it has the ability and the capacity to accomplish. Money is an enabler. Money holds the key to so much Torah and mitzvos. And the proper hashkafa, an outlook about money, can be the conduit to help us achieve more Torah and more mitzvahs, or God forbid, the opposite. In fact, this Parsha Alain, our Parsha, is where the Evan Shalema, a small sefer written by the Vilna Gon, goes through systematically 
how Yaakov and Esav's meeting is actually the story of Ikvesa the Meshicha, the end of days and how Mashiach's going to come. Foretelling of all the Gullises and redemptions that we've gone through, through Gullus of Rome and of Greece and all of our trials and tribulations until finally, right before Alos HaShachar, as the Beis HaLevi as well points out, right before the sun comes up, right before Mashiach comes, there's this last battle between the Sarashal Esav and of Yaakov Avinu. A final showdown of epic proportions. Two cosmic forces, one for good and one for evil. And as this fight is going on back and forth, Yaakov throwing blows and Esav throwing blows, question arises, and it's brought about by Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, the great Rosh Yeshiva of Baranovich, who wants to know how come the Satan, this Saroshel Esav character, this evil inclination and Malach HaMavis didn't nip it in the bud and just destroyed the Jews before it had gotten going. Nip it in the bud by Yitzchak or by Avram Avinu. And Rabbi Hanan tells us that as long as two people are fighting and both of them have their swords, both of them have their arms, Well, then even if one lands a blow on the other, the fight is not over. As long as both have energy and both have breath in their lungs, well, then maybe you've won the battle, but the war is not finished. And what is the Jew's ability to fight back? It is, as the Yerushalmi tells us in Chagiga, Parak Aleph Halachazayin, that God, so to speak, overlooks. He's vitur on even the worst Three cardinal sins, but below Vitor Avon Bittel Tyra, but Hashem does not overlook when Jews forsake the study of Tyra. The Gemara learned this out from a Pasuk in Yermia. Al Ozvam es Tyrosi, that they forsook my Tyra. Halevai, says the prophet. Oisi Azvoi, just forsake me. Mitoyrosi Shamru, but keep my Tyra. If we have Tyra, well, then that spark inside is never gone. As long as the Torah is being studied, our connection to Hashem is still alive. All of the sins, says the Navi, could be done, but as long as we just have the study of Torah. And it's well known that Yaakov is the pillar of Torah. Avram is Chesed and Yitzchak is Gevura and Yaakov is Torah. So until now, the Jews could not have been eradicated because Torah had survived and Torah was around, but he couldn't go to war on Torah, says Rabbi Hanan. Once Yaakov is here, once the Satan can now destroy Torah's study, and Yaakov Avinu, who stands for Torah, if that can be eradicated, well then there's no more fight from the Jewish people, and we would be gone forever. So now he chose to go to war. And then you know what happens if you look at the Pasuk Sezer Balchanan? The Satan saw that he could not overcome Yaakov and the Torah. Torah study was persevering. Jews were being exiled to Bavel and to Tunisia and to America, but Torah study is as strong as it's ever been. People are not willing to give up going to their shiurim and their chavrusos. What to do now? Says Rabbi Hanan, and subsequently I heard it in the name of Rav Matisio Solomon, the great mashkiach here in Lakewood, New Jersey. There's one thing that the Satan then did. He struck him. He gave him one final blow, one last cheap shot as his final attempt to destroy the Jewish people. The Sultan said, if I can't destroy Torah's study and the rabbis who are unyielding in their determination to study Hashem's Torah, well, then I'm going to suffocate them. I'm going to destroy the funding, the finances, the Elu Tamchen de Oraisa, is how Rabbi Hanan puts it. I'm going to cut off the supply line. 
let's go to the people that support the Tyra because it takes two to tango. It takes the Tyra studiers and it also takes those that support the Tyra. It takes the Yisachars and it takes the Zavuluns. I can change people's outlook on how they support Tyra. I can screw up their hashkafos of what money is here to do as an enabler towards Tyra and mitzvos and push the money elsewhere so that the Tyra mimela will fall apart. A misunderstanding of money could crush our one defense mechanism to fight back against the Yitzhahara. Money is truly an enabler of Tyra and mitzvos. And in fact, one who takes upon this job to support Tyra as a Zavulun seems like he's actually listed in order of chashivas before the Torah studiers. As the Torah puts a Zavulun, who committed to do business by the seashore to go and supply the finances needed for Yisachar to become the rabbi and the Torah studiers. And Zavulun's listed before Yisachar. And the Vilna Gom puts it down even harder. In Paragyud Beis of his Evan Shlema, he concludes that these people that don't understand what the power of money is and instead use it for their own personal gain and to bring to their own personal pleasure are actually children of the Eruv Rav, the mixed multitude who came with us from the land of Mitzrayim. And these people need to be clarified and eradicated from the Jewish people for Mashiach to actually come. The proper hashkafas ha-money from the Torah is abundantly clear that it can propel forward Torah study and mitzvos. And even a few dollars, one dollar, should be taken seriously. But the Eighth Zahara chooses to fight here and change how we view money, to use it for personal benefit as opposed to enable more Torah and mitzvos. And I'd like to tell you, just as a 25-year-old yeshiva guy, an observation that I had about how we think money here as Jews in America. It seems that we've put people that have amassed large amounts of money on a pedestal not because what they do with their money, but instead because they actually have amassed money. That money itself seems to bring honor. It seems we've made celebrities out of people that have made a million dollars. These people have paparazzis, and they're on the cover of magazines. And they should be for what they can do with their money, but not because of the fact that they have money. Many of these people are tremendously righteous, and they should be on the covers of magazines for what they have enabled in Abaydas Hashem. But to praise them because of the money itself, well, that's Oyev Kesef. A Jew doesn't look at money with a love for it, and Oyev Kesef will be a low Yispa Kesef. He'll always want more. But we look at it for what this person can do with the money, what I can do in Avaitis Hashem with the money. And furthermore, Rev. Rafal Shmuel Evitz actually spoke about this Indian of how the Yitzhahara has gotten involved in the way that we view money. He explained in a very harsh way that in America, people view tzedakah, charity, as a tax that they can only get access to their money to have personal benefit if they can pay the government their taxes and then also pay their taxes towards the Torah and towards mitzvos. When instead, the main function of money is to be able to facilitate more avaydas Hashem. I think that if we're honest with ourselves, by putting money on a pedestal for what it is, but not for what it can accomplish may lead to giving false messages or the wrong message to the next generation. Teaching kids that what we search after in life is money. 
what we want is money, and then they'll search for that instead of striving for greatness in their avoid Hashem, God forbid. And so we might say that I do support, I do give, but somehow it's still so hard for a lot of the Torah scholars to even get by. They can barely learn with peace of mind because they're still so nervous about how they're going to pay their bills. We need to double down on our efforts to enable the Torah to be learned. To think about adopting a certain family, maybe, that you know they put a lot of effort in to their Torah study to help enable them to even push harder to help protect our generation. Adopt a koilal, adopt a kologai, adopt one guy who you know that by giving a little bit extra of finances to, he can do his proper fighting and his shtadlis and his limad ha Money is chashiv, money is an enabler, money is viewed by the righteous as more chaviv even their own bodies, and it's our job to take our financial means to facilitate more taira and more mitzvos and more avodas hakodesh. And this role must be taken seriously. So this last cheap shot by the Sarah Shel Esav, this vayiga bekaf yerecho, we can overcome also that, so that we can see Mashiach come b'mher b'yamenu.